Blog Talk Radio. Choices, decisions, frustrations, and pain. Knowing I'm going to forget her someday. While I still can, I'll challenge all my loved ones, every friend, to look inside their hearts and understand that I. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Alzheimer's Speaks radio show. And I'm so excited because it's Dementia Awareness Day. And so I also want to give a big shout-out to Norms McNamara, uh, the man in the U.K. who started this whole vision. And on the 17th, it's Norm's birthday. So thank you, Norms, for pulling the world together. It's really um, an exciting time. There's lots of lots of activity going on, and I think it was just a brilliant move on, on Norm's part. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm the founder of the Alzheimer Speaks radio show and international resource website um, and blog. I am all about shifting our dementia care culture, and so I'm so glad that you all are with us today and to be able to join us because we are really on the cusp of things. I can just feel it bubbling in the air, and there's this huge grassroots effort that is really pulling um, people and organizations and businesses together to make a difference and make our world such a better place uh, to be able to live with dementia. Here at Alzheimer Speaks, we believe in giving voice to those afflicted with the disease as well as their care partners and empowering everyone to live purpose-filled lives. Um, dementia is a disease. It is not who we are. And we all really need to learn to live with the disease, not as the disease. Um, I don't want to see another person hand over their life to this disease because there is still a lot of joy uh, to be had, no matter what what we're afflicted with or what we're going through. Um, I'm happy to say that Rick Phelps is with us, and Rick is our channel expert who has early onset um, Alzheimer's disease known as EOAD. And Rick was actually diagnosed with um, early onset in June of 2010, and he has been a mover and a shaker himself. He is the founder of Memory People on Facebook, which is a fantastic social support group um, that connects people with um, early onset dementia, uh, their care partners, both family and professionals, and advocates. And they talk in real time. There's no pitching or selling. Um, it's really just about supporting one another. So how are you doing today, Rick? I'm doing good, Lori, and I'm glad to be here. This will be a good show. Looking forward this, to yeah, it. Yeah, this will, this will be a very, very fun show, um, definitely. Um, I also have with us uh, Dawn Fields. And Dawn is a um, film producer. And we just connected here not too long ago, and she is doing some absolutely fabulous things. Uh, Dawn is an independent film producer in Los Angeles, and she has over 15 years of experience in producing, directing, 
writing and editing, and she has worked um, in acquisitions and development and, and worked for companies like Lucasfilms and TriStar, ABC, NBC, Universal, um, Aaron Spelling, I mean, some, some really big, um, big, big companies here. And she is now the president of Palm Street Films and is currently uh, has several different uh, feature film projects in development, one which is a short film called Shattered Love that deals with uh, pain and the devastation of Alzheimer's disease. So how are you doing today, Dawn? I'm doing great, Lori. Thank you for having me this morning. I'm really excited to be a part of the, your, the community that you've built here, and I wanted to say that you've done a fantastic job of bringing all these people together and giving people a voice, and I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm like I said, I'm thrilled um, that you are are part of us now and um, that we found one another because I think, you know, and none of us can do what needs to be done alone, and we need one another to as building blocks um, to to forge forward. I'd like you to tell um, the audience a little bit about the film. Um, how did you How did you come across Shattered Shattered Love? Well, I actually was in development on a couple of feature films, and development just means you're in the process of creating a film, conceptualizing it, bringing together the key elements, but you're not actually in production. You're not actually funded yet. And I'd been in development on some feature film projects for a while, and I just got the itch to shoot something. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to get back on set and, you know, making a movie. And I thought, well, a short film would be great. You know, you can do it for a little amount of money, and you can do it in a short period of time. Because I just love being on set, and I love filmmaking. I have a huge passion for it. And I reached out to my friends on Facebook, who I, um, I have a, like 13,000 followers on Facebook who are all film people, people in the film business. And I just reached out to them and I said, hey, you know, does anybody have a 10-page script that, you know, was something we could would do, could do as a passion project? And I got over 250 scripts, and by far the best one was Shattered Love, a script written by Carly Street, who was a young mom out of the U.K., interestingly enough. So um, people resonated with her scripts, like, on an unbelievable level, and... Once I started putting the script out there and started developing it and sending it to actors and sending it to agents and potential crew members and directors and stuff like that, it just took off like wildfire, and it just became this big, huge project all of a sudden. And it was no longer this tiny little no-budget thing that we all kind of volunteer on and do for fun. It became, wow, this is an important, relevant film that can potentially mean a great deal to the world. Yeah, I you know you shared the script with me and I was it was riveting it really was because I really thought it was going one way and it went another and it it shows an angle and I won't give any tidbits but it it's very powerful and it just hits the nail on the head and so I can't wait um, to see it you know um, in full action and being produced because it 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 really is a very very um, powerful, powerful script that was that was written. Um, can you tell us, um, you know, kind of where you're at with things? I don't want you to disclose anything that that would, you know, harm you in the process. Needless to say, so I'm just going to kind of give you free reign here to to tell us what you would like um, regarding the film and let us know how we as an audience can help. Because again, it is this is the perfect day to have you on. It's Dementia Awareness Day. <laughs> Right. And it's all about bringing us together as a community to support one another and spread the word. So have at it. Well, thank you very much. Um, 
again for the opportunity. Um, I think that our, our goal with this film ultimately is to get it seen by as many people as possible. And the best way to do that is to get it into, we want to get it into all the major film festivals, Cannes, Sundance, Berlin, Toronto, Tribeca. We really want it to hit the, the big hitters. Um, we think that because of the subject matter, the level of actors we have involved, the emotionality of the film, we, we really do believe that we have a good shot at not only winning some awards and getting a lot of press and publicity for the film through that process, but we also think there is the potential here for us to win or get nominated for or to be considered for an Academy Award. And we're not just trying to pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, how great we are, we're going to win awards. What that means is if that happens, then the film will get seen by so many more people. Um, so that's kind of our strategy with it. That's, that's where we want to go with it. Um, like I said, because it became such a bigger thing than it was supposed to be, the budget just went crazy out of control really quickly. But that's because we don't want to do this on like a low-budget independent guerrilla thing where you know, you're not doing things at the highest level of quality. Um, so we're having to raise a little bit of money, and that was something that was not expected, so we're kind of having to you know, address that. But uh, crowdfunding is a, is a fantastic way for films like this to get funded because unlike a feature film, a short film is never going to really go on the market and sell and make money. So it's not something really you look to investors for. It's something you really look for angels and donors and supporters and people to contribute to the film, i.e. your potential audience. It's like mm -hmm. anyone who would want to see this film and be a part of this film now has a chance to participate in that and help us get it made by contributing to it. Um, so Indiegogo.com is one of the many websites that are, that, out, that are out there that provide this platform for artists to do this and filmmakers. And so we have a campaign live and up and running now on Indiegogo.com, and we would just be so grateful for any support that people can give us to help get this film made. Um, and in lieu of donations, we're offering things like um, all kinds of perks, like copies of the film, uh, cast photos, autographed scripts. There's even some producer credits available on there. So if you wanted to be a producer on the film, you could get an executive producer credit. Um, if you're in L.A. or you can travel to L.A., you can. we have um, uh, rewards where you can come in and visit the set and hang out with our actors. Um, Muse Watson who was on NCIS, he played um, uh, Mark Harmon's mentor in NCIS. He's our lead actor, and Mackenzie Mason is our lead actress, who just did Halo 4, which is going to be huge. They're just about to start marketing and advertising that. Uh, and she also was on uh, Rules and Engagement with David Spade. And uh, our actors are just phenomenal. And if, if, you, if you, I can give you the link in just a second. If people want to go to that campaign and check it out, there's a great video that we have there that kind of shows you the whole film and what it's about and introduces our actors. But the thing we're the most excited about is specifically for this project, we created some Alzheimer's wristbands, some beautiful purple wristbands, with the phrase that we came up with that says, Proud to Care. And proud to care has two meanings. It can mean you either care about and want to support the disease in general, or you're an actual caregiver. Um, because when the, when the movie starts out, you think it's about one thing, but then you realize it's really about the caregiver. You think it's about you know, maybe someone who has Alzheimer's, but then you figure out that the real pain and devastation behind the story is what a caregiver goes through in these situations. 
So our focus is really to, 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 to shine a light on and help raise awareness for the people who care for Alzheimer's patients because oftentimes it's much more difficult on them. It's um, The bracelets are fantastic. I mean, they look really nice. I love the phrase, proud to care. Um, and like you said, it goes every which way, and it just, you know, it it, it addresses um, the pain of this disease, which I think so often is hidden. In, and I'm one that, you know, I don't necessarily like to focus on the pain, but I also know it's there, and you have to address it to move through it to get to the other side. Right. Um, but it shows just the the strong reality um that it, that is with this film that is just so um so so powerful as so I would really encourage people to to be able to be part now you have kind of a memorial wall too can you tell people a little bit about the memorial wall and and you know how that fits into things because you do have all these different you know layers um of participation which I think is wonderful yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up. The memorial wall is very interesting. It's The concept is kind of similar to like a veteran's memorial wall that, you know, you walk up to one of those and you're just impacted by the sheer numbers of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, just, it just grips you. It's like, oh, the, 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 the sheer number of people and lives that are lost and affected is what grabs you the most. So what we want to do at the end of the film is we're going to create a credit wall that will scroll at the end of the film and show all the names of those who have died from, have suffered from, or are suffering from the disease. And I think the impact that's going to make at the end of the film on the audience is it's really going to hit home the how rampant and how prevalent this disease is and the shocking, shocking statistics about how much it's going to double and triple over the next 10 to 20 years. Now, I have a question for you. On on this memorial wall, and I think this is this is a pet peeve of mine, and I think it's a pet peeve of Rick's and many others, um, a lot of times it's just the big names. It's the Ronald Reagans, you know, it's the, the Shrivers, and, and all those people are very important, and please don't get me wrong. But will there be everyday people's names listed on this? Um, if, if someone, like, donates, would they be able to get their loved one's name on the memorial wall? Absolutely, that's a really good point. Um, right now we have a sample, an image, a sample image on the website that shows you kind of what the wall will look like so you can kind of envision, you know, the credits scrolling with all those names. And we did for that sample pull some celebrities' names and stuff like that just to use it as the sample. But our actual goal for the, the, the actual wall in the end is to have it be real people. And ideally one way we can do that and get those names and build that wall is to ha- have people who've donated to the campaign um, honor someone. It can be someone, it can be themselves if they want, if they have it, that's fine. You know, they can honor a caregiver, they can honor um, someone who has died from the disease, someone who's suffering. You know, the, you can you can you can get that perk and you can and get that, that name, but it doesn't have to be your name. You can do it in mm-hmm. someone else's honor. Wonderful. And it is our goal to have that be real people. Okay. Um, Great. And that's a, I, I just think that's so important. Um, this is a, this is a real disease that, you know, it, it's not a name brand. It, you know, there's there's no rhyme or reason as to who it hits, why it hits, when it hits. It just does. And as a world, we have to we have to come together and and figure this out and be supportive and and compassionate and figure out you know services um, that will help people. 
um, with this uh, right. with this disease along the way. Do you have that website again? Uh, I do. I do. Um, it's Indiegogo, and that's like indie film. I n d i e gogo dot com. Indiegogo dot com. And then for my page, it's forward slash. So Indiegogo dot com forward slash Shattered Love Movie, and then the number three. So okay. in, Indiegogo dot com forward slash Shattered Love Movie. Three. And the significance of that three is we ran two Indiegogo campaigns previously to get our seed money together to get things rolling, and we've had two campaigns, two smaller uh, campaigns previous to this that were wildly successful and both exceeded their goals. Um, so if we stay on track with that and we exceed our goal in the next one, uh, up for this final campaign, any money we receive o- through this campaign over and above our goal of 45000 Anything we, we receive over that, we're going to donate 50% to Alzheimer's organizations. And we've, we've chosen two. We've chosen ADI, Alzheimer's Disease International, and the uh, Alzheimer's Association. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, so that's an encouragement to people. Buy the bracelets. Get your name on the wall. Get a producer credit if you want. But, um, you know, the more you donate, whatever we go over, we're going to split that equally with the, with the organizations. Great. Well, and I and I love the way you've got the categories because I mean you have the high end package of two thousand dollars and I and I'm sure you would accept more if there's somebody out there that wants to do absolutely. So (laughs) so don't let that limit you guys. This is about you know the betterment of all here, and um, and then you go you know you go all the way down um, to a fifteen dollar donation, and um, you know so so it's. You know, it's something that I think everybody can participate in. And with that $15 donation, um, you get the Proud to Care wristband, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah, with every donation you're going to get, you know, because the minimum, like you said, is 15 That's for the bracelet itself. Like if you just want the bracelet, you can donate $15 and you'll get the bracelet and a thank you on our website. Um, for anything a- a- over and above that, we'll include a bracelet. So you'll, you'll get one automatically with, with every donation level. Um, and then also um, uh, today, for your listeners, for anybody who donates today, I be I want to double that. I want to give them two bracelets. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate that. Um, we do have some callers on the line, so let me just—I'd love to to pull them in here really quick, and then I'll be right back with you. Okay. Okay. So sure. Pull uh, a listener in from a two o five number. So, uh, 205, can you tell us, uh, you're live on the air, can you tell us your name? And uh, Lori, this is uh, Daniel Potts. I assume I'm the only 205 calling in <laughs> live now. You are, you are. How are you doing? I'm so glad you called. I was thinking when I uh, had put put a little notice on your page, I thought I need to just tell them to call in, but our ESP is working apparently, so wonderful. Listen. You, you made the you made the connection, uh, and, and interestingly, I'm I'm uh, about to board a plane in Washington D.C. to head back to Alabama. But I logged on this morning, and I'm glad I did, because this is uh, a very exciting project that I've just heard about. I, I, I commend I commend you for doing this. Um, let me let me just tell you, I, I I'm a neurologist for for all those that don't know, and my dad died of Alzheimer's disease in 2007. Uh, he became a watercolor artist of literally international uh, acclaim after the diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease, having never painted a picture prior to that. 
And uh, his uh, my caregiving experience with him has taken me on a road that has exciting adventures every day and uh, a foundation and, and, and other things, et cetera. But I, I want to emphasize how important it is to get the word out and to seek collaboration because this uh, this illness does not have the authority, the right, or the power to steal someone's personhood, someone's self. It can't do that, and it will not do that. And the, the, the sooner we can let the whole world know that, then beautiful things are going to happen. One of them is this film. This is this is a wonderful thing, and I, I truly commend you for this. Well, thank you very much. It's something that we believe very strongly in will make a difference and raise a lot of awareness. You know, film, unlike many other mediums, film has the ability to grab you by the throat, grab your heart, and just not let you go. Yeah, Absolutely definitely. right. Uh, Daniel, before you have to hop on the plane, I want you to plug your book and I want you to plug your YouTube channel that talks about this um, because both are extremely powerful. And um, so go ahead and give yourself a plug there. Thank you, Lori. First of all, I want to tell you that I was fortunate enough to attend a conference yesterday here in Washington, D.C., uh, regarding the el- the arts and health care for the elderly and uh, the research gaps that exist. You know, we know that arts interventions like cinema and like uh, art therapy, music therapy, drama therapy, we know they're beneficial, but there's not enough research going on in this area. And so this consensus conference yesterday, sponsored by the NIH and the National Endowment for the Arts, was to address this very problem. And so I'm coming away very excited that the NIH and these agencies are now really wanting to push research behind these interventions that improve quality of life. So that's that's my first plug. Secondly, let me tell you that uh, because of Dad's story and because of our caregiving experience and because of my wife's multiple family members that have had Alzheimer's and other dementias, she and I have partnered to try to, to, try to emphasize person-centered care for Alzheimer's patients and others. And we've written a book called The Pocket Guide for the Alzheimer's Caregiver, uh, which is available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and other sites. And we have a website for that book, which is www.altspocketguide.com. And uh, we we hope that it's going to help people. And uh, we've also got uh, our foundation, Cognitive Dynamics, whose website is www.cognitivedynamics.org. We have some videos on there that hopefully will be helpful. Um, One of them was made actually in Beverly Hills, out there close to where you are, uh, where we displayed Dad's art at the David W. Streets Galleries in 2010. Again, a rural Alabama sawmiller that had never painted, but because of art therapy and because of person-centered care, this talent was discovered, and uh, thank God for that. So it's a pleasure to be uh, calling in today, Lori. I commend you, Norm, Rick, uh, everybody that's involved. I uh, said hi to Rick on the chat box here this morning. And um, and this is a wonderful film, and I can't wait to log on and read more about it. And I, I would like to talk to you. I know you're getting on a plane, but I will email you and get in touch. Um, I would very much like to talk to you about maybe some things we can do together to help each other. This sounds exciting, and I would love to do that. So, yes, please do. You can contact me through the website that that I mentioned, and I'd love to talk to you. Okay, that sounds great. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure. We'll have to have you and Ellen back on the show because you you guys are doing some cool stuff. So we'd love to hear more. We'd love to be back. 
Good luck with the rest of the show. Hey, would you keep you keep the banner high, my friend? I'm, I'm doing it. Talk, talk to y'all later. Thanks. Okay, okay thank you. Bye bye. Rick, anything that you want to add in there? Yeah, I would like to add that I'm so glad that that Don is doing this film because you know, uh, as a patient, that's first and foremost for me. But uh, caregiving is, is is the most important part of this disease. Uh, if you don't have a good caregiver, as my wife is an excellent one, I mean, where are we at as patients? You have to have uh, a caregiver in place. And and I'm so, just like uh, Dr. Dan said, I'm so excited about this because it is indeed a caregiver's disease also because it uh, many caregivers die before the patient does because of the stress level and, and all that. So uh, this, is, this is great. And I would like to... Tell Don if there's anything that that I could do to uh, to add or advance or anything as far as memory people or anything like that. I'd I'd be more than happy to uh, share my insight as a patient. Oh, Rick, that would be great. I mean, if, if uh, you know, one of the things that just to start off right off the bat that would be uh, very helpful is just post our link on your wall. Absolutely. Um, you know, just let people know about it. I, you know, I, I think our our main focus right now is just to drive as many people to that page as possible to our campaign. Sure. And even if people just watch the video, um, that helps us as well because one of our goals is to get featured on the Indiegogo main page as oh, one of their featured cool. projects. And the way that site works is the way the way you do that is you just really increase your traffic. It doesn't have anything to do with necessarily what your goal is or how much money you raise. It has more to do with the activity on your page. People okay. Are it. So one of the things that's real, really helpful is just the you know the activity. You know, I hate to say it, but it's like voting for a friend. It's like even if people could go to the site a couple times a day and just watch sure. the watch the video. I mean, if you just don't have any money to donate or whatever, that's fine. But you know, just visiting the page and creating activity, maybe posting a comment, whatever, all of that stuff, you know, will help us raise awareness and, and get noticed. Sure, absolutely. That's great. I'm going to pull another caller in here, if you don't mind. This caller is from a 519 number. 519, you are live on the air. If you can tell us your name, please. Hello, Lori. It's Bacchus oh, from uh, Leamington here. I'm oh, doing pretty good. Okay. Um, it's amazing how we people? can cross, yeah. it's amazing well, Marcus, how we can cross you, paths. Why don't you tell people what you've been up to? Because... Bacchus has done some some very cool things too. So give people a little bit of history about about your story and um, and where you're at with things and what you're doing to to raise awareness for dementia. I think what we're doing, we're all doing the same thing here. We just need to keep pushing forward. And uh, seven years, eight years ago, I would never have thought I'd be talking with Lori from Minnesota and Don from LA. And i got to thank you for just being friends. That's more than anything. I've been a caregiver for that long, still am. And uh, it's just amazing that I'm not alone, whereas I felt like I was alone for about seven years there. So and I was just at my mom's this morning, so that's a, that's a regular routine. Um, again, with that care slash love giver, because we do mm-hmm. it for the love of the person. That's so important, and and I, I do want to thank you, Rick and Don, and you, Lori, for for helping out 
because uh, I don't think I could get through all of this without you doing what you're doing. Well, what it, am I doing? It takes a village. Um, uh, the song's still a child, and I think uh, Don is somewhat familiar with it. And uh, since Rick, uh, it, it's been on your pages, and uh, it, it, I keep trying to push that song out there. And there's a few other things that I've been trying to get it out uh, to. Anytime you see something on Facebook or something, I tend to send it. And I noticed the San Francisco Giants, the uh, ball team, uh, their manager has been touched by Alzheimer's. So I send still a child out that way, a whole package to him, hoping to get the San Francisco Giants on board and somehow promoting Alzheimer's even more, maybe even giving up two seats to their uh, home games mm-hmm. or donations to Alzheimer's uh, awareness and, uh, you know, all, just to put an end to Alzheimer's. That's, that's the big thing. So that's uh, I'm pushing that, and then uh, I've sent a whole package out to the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the big side of things, but uh, we all are doing the same thing, which is just wonderful. It's a beautiful thing. Now, um, um, the, the singer Dawn, of the song, like, can you tell people who, who sang your song? Uh, it's the, John and Michelle Law. And uh, they've opened up another music store. So a lot of the promoting has, is on my shoulders because I am the caregiver. And I went over there at a kitchen table and we wrote this song. I had all the lyrics. And John uh, uh, did the music for it. Uh, they're promoted. They're going to be in Texas uh, November. And they'll be pushing the song out that way. Uh, I think uh, we got to keep doing this. There's no end now. There's no way of stopping me of, uh, you know, bringing an awareness for this awful disease. My mom is doing good. She took a fall last week, so mm. uh, it slowed her down quite a bit. Um, I got the call like 5:30 in the morning to uh-huh. uh, go to the hospital right away. To uh, they just uh, did X-rays and no breakage. So that's okay. that's the positive. Uh, but she's her step is really slow. I mean, she's um, she's going into a chair a little more often now, which I did not like to see. Okay. But uh, that's all part of caregiving. And, it's uh, all part of the journey, yeah. I want to um, yes, bring you back to, you had mentioned the New York Giants, um, which football uh, team, correct? San Francisco I'm, Giants. Uh, San no, Francisco San Francisco Giants. Okay, team. San Francisco. Are, now, this shows how, how dumb I am on sports. Is that a football team or is that? Uh, no, that's a that baseball base, team. It's a baseball team. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say if it was a football team, I could try to connect you with Carl Eller, who's a retired football player and a friend of mine who um, is trying to get this retired um, football association together, and one of his focuses is on the brain injury, but he still might be a good contact and a good force, um, because I think the sports industry in general needs to look at things a little bit a little bit yep. differently as well. Do you know what, Lori? So, I, I used to watch him. I used to watch him play uh, on TV. I would like uh-huh. to get in touch with him, definitely. Uh, I think the thing I want to do is really promote it in that take the CD and if it's a sports team, um, sell it and keep the profits and send it off to Alzheimer's Awareness 
or uh, mm-hmm. I just to put an end to this uh, research more than anything. We need to put an end to it. So anything in that manner, I I'm all for I for this song because I know I know it touches a, a lot of people. Yeah. And the one way I found out about that is through Us Against Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. They put it on their site. They put it on their site, and I just couldn't believe the comments that we were getting off of that, uh, yeah. just off that site. Um, there is something uh, I would like to uh, say to Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I watched today the little clip that you had, Dawn. And I was just amazed with it. I think more than anything, what I um, I came out of that is that Muse and McKenzie have been touched by Alzheimer's. So you got the perfect two actors for yeah. that film. Yeah, that that in itself will make the film uh, shoot right to number one. You know, where wherever you want to take it, that's going to happen because of those two actors. Yes. Well, thank you. So thank uh, you. you did pick the right actors there. Uh, if you're not touched mm-hmm. by Alzheimer's, you just don't know exactly what uh, it's all about. Uh, once it's right there in your, you know, in your house, you know what it is. Uh, yeah. but well, you know, there's there's an old saying in Hollywood uh, here in L.A. that you can't throw a stone without hear, you know, hitting somebody in the film business. But when I started working on this project, unfortunately and tragically, I will say I discovered that you can't throw a stone anywhere in the world without hitting someone who has Alzheimer's. Or know somebody, or has been drastically affected by it. Um, I did not realize the numbers when I first started this project, and most of the people who are involved now are either donating their time or working for Peanuts because they've been touched and affected by it. And I get real emotional when I start thinking, when I realize the numbers and how prevalent this is. I honestly didn't have any idea, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't don't know that. And I, I hope the film helps to bring that awareness out there so people can realize. Our world is falling victim to this disease. Oh, it's very good. Uh, you don't realize it until, uh, like, during my caregiving, I never, never realized what this disease is all about because you're so caught up with it and taking care of the person. It's after placing my mom in her, uh, long-term. That's when it really hit, and it hit really hard. I mean, I've never uh-huh. cried since my dad since my dad passed away when I was 17. I'm, uh, you know, and my mom has been with me for 52 years, all 52 years, and it's been a year, a little over a year now. So, I'm feeling the the miss uh, effect where you miss the person, mm-hmm. uh, even though I go there every morning. It's that that feeling that you miss that person. You walk into your apartment, which I had a house before. I got rid of all of that stuff, and uh, it, you just miss the person, just being there. Uh, that's the hard mm-hmm. part, and it, she's been with me for 52 years, so that made it all that more, much more difficult. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if I can help you, Don, I'm more than willing to help you in any way I can here. Well, I appreciate well, that. And same and to you, Laurie and Rick. Well, thank you, thank you so much for calling. We've got we've got another caller in here. I want to pull in. Um, so, Bacchus, you have a great day, and thank you so much for for taking the time thank, to call thank you, and. Zay. And being part of Dementia Awareness Day. So I've got a caller now from 970, and you're live on the air. If you can introduce yourself, please. Hey, Lori. It's Howell Darnett. Hey, I thought this was you, but I wasn't sure. So I'm just thrilled that you called in. How the heck are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really well. Um, I'm uh, obviously 
just like all your other callers, uh, grateful for all the great work that you're doing to increase the awareness. And, you know, and I'm continuing to do my part as well. Well, cool. For those of you that don't know, Alan Arnett um, has been on a mission. He was touched by the disease via his mother, and he actually went around the world and climbed seven seven summits and has taken just this uh, incredible journey. And what are you doing with that now? Because I know the journey is not over for you. So, so tell people, you know, where you're at with things now. What are you up to? Yeah, it's, you're exactly right. It's not it's it's not over until we we have two we have three things. One is that we have better support for caregivers. The second is that we have better treatments, and third, obviously, is a cure. Um, that's that's when I'll rest, and not a day before. Um, so right now, um, I'm continuing to do my mountain climbs. I uh, just got well. It was about a month ago. I got back from a big climb down in Peru. Um, it was a crazy climb. It was a twenty thousand foot mountain, and it was near vertical uh, ice climbing. Laura, you would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure I would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but oh, um, again, yeah. Well, it wasn't too bad. But uh, you know, again, able to uh, you know to able to reach people because um, for your listeners, I do use uh, my mountain climbing as a way. And I, I, I unashamedly tell people it's total bait and switch, is that uh, it's really hard to get people's attention about about any type of a disease. And uh, so what I do is I try to uh, use people as they follow my mountain climbing around the world. I do a little education, a little entertainment, and then uh, talk a little bit about my mom and what's going on there. But one of the most exciting things that's happened is that uh, right after I got back from climbing the seven summits, the highest mountain, each one of the seven continents last year, the uh, AARP, uh, I was in Washington, D.C., actually meeting with members of Congress and trying to understand where we were going forward with um, you know, NAPA and other, other legislation, and uh, AARP invited me to do an a, a interview. And I did, and they just now finished it. Uh, it took a long time, but... It's now up on their website, and it's also on uh, on my homepage at alanarnett.com. And it's about six and a half minutes long, but I tell you, Lori, they did a fantastic job. They used a lot of footage, a lot of video, a lot of pictures of, um, of my mountain climbs and also video of my mom. And uh, I think it does a great job of getting getting the message out of that, you know, what does Alzheimer's do to people and what we can do to, uh, collectively to help uh, try to make a difference. Oh, great. Alan, if you can send me a link to that, and I, I'll push that out on the blog because I'm going to kind of do a summary of how our show went today, and I'd be sure. more than glad to uh, to help push that out because you just do such fabulous work and have done some huge, huge things um, for the disease and, and raising awareness. I just thank you so much for all that all that you contribute. It's absolutely wonderful. So. I'm, uh, back I'm to thrilled that you called in today. So thank you. Hey, just one more, one more really quick thing. Um, I'm going to be speaking on October the seventh uh, at the uh, Pat Summit Foundation in uh, in Knoxville. Actually, it's in Maryville, and uh, this is one of their first fundraisers. As we all know, Pat Summit was the uh, basketball coach for the Lady Volunteers, the University of Tennessee ba- women's basketball team, and she was diagnosed with early onset um, at what is that? I think age 58. And um, mm-hmm. and she's doing great work and raising the awareness, and I'm incredibly honored and, uh, and very humbled to be going there and uh, participating in uh, a fundraiser. I'm going to 
tell the story of my own mom, Ida Arnett, and talk about uh, show pictures of mountain climbing and do what I do. And that's going to be on October the 7th. So, again, you can go to my website, and there's other links there, and I'll send that to you as well, Lori. Oh, that would be great because on the, you know, I've got the new um, Alzheimer Speaks um, International Resource site, and that's a collaborative site where you can actually put events and things on there. You can put, um, you can actually upload your links directly if you've got articles or video or um, or podcast radio shows, and go ahead and drop those links in and push people back to your site, um, and that's all free. So okay. I'll I'll send you a link on how to do that. You just go to the alzheimerspeaks uh, dot com, and then there's a button right next to contact us that allows people uh, to go ahead and have access. I think it says I should know the verbiage. I think it's partnering with us, and it's very okay. simple to use. Um, but it's all about just trying to find an easier way for people to share information. It's called part yeah partnering options and. Um, you can go ahead and upload things directly to that. So that might be something of interest um, for your promotions and stuff of what you're doing to help raise awareness with that. So thank you so much for calling. Rick, is there anything you want to say to Alan? I know that uh, you and he have talked over over time here too. Yeah, I just want to thank him again for all he's doing. I did want to tell him I traveled out west here uh, three or four weeks ago and I climbed the Rocky Mountains, but I used a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, anything counts, Rick. Well done. That's right. <laughs> more Thank you for all done, so. You know, the leaves are just now starting to uh, hit their peak here in the Rocky Mountains. All of our aspens are turning, so it's a beautiful time of year right now. Oh, I bet. Well, I bet it is. Well, thank, thank you, so you much, again Alan, for calling you in. Do. Yeah, okay, appreciate you, it very much, Alan. Okay, Bye thanks, now. guys. Bye. So, well, that was fun to talk with Alan. Alan's been on the show a few times and has just done some really incredible, incredible work. So um, for all you listeners out there, we would love to hear from you, too. You don't have to climb mountains or write songs. Um, it just might be you telling us that you're starting to have conversation with somebody. Those are, you know, every step in this disease is important. None of us is better than the other or outdoing you know, one another. That's not what it's about. Uh, dementia awareness and shifting our dementia care culture is about coming together and each of us doing our part, using whatever it is that we're comfortable doing um, to make a difference. And we all have special talents and insights um, in different ways. And like I said, none of them is better than the other. We just all can support and build um, on what it is we're doing to to make this shift happen faster because, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia is not a disease of one. And I think that's the biggest differentiation between it and any other disease. This has such a ripple effect on a permanent level that doesn't go away because there's there's not a cure. And I don't say that to scare people. I say that to say, hey, let's get realistic and accept what's before us and let's give up perfection and go for progress. You know, we don't have to wait for perfect. We just have to move forward, working together um, to develop change. Um, Dawn, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience at all regarding regarding the film? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. I mean, like I said, for you know, for anyone who wants to support us today, I'll give I'll double the bracelets. I'll give two bracelets um, for that. 
Um, again, if anyone missed it before, and I think Lori will be able to share this on the website somehow, um, the link is indiegogo.com forward slash Shattered Love Movie 3. And uh, like I said, just, you know, sending people to the link, sharing it, telling people about it, talking about it, just raising awareness in general, all of that helps. Wonderful. I'm just wondering, I'm, and I'm going to Google it right now, if somebody Googles Shattered Love Movie, because um, that might be a little bit easier for them to remember if that gets them to the site, and I'm thinking that it does. Well, you can also, um, if you go to Indiegogo.com and put in Shattered Love, the campaigns will, will come up that way. Um, okay. So I just did that, and if I can do it, about anybody can. <laughs> okay. You now, I, Dom, I want to ask you something. If uh, if you would send me a private message over Facebook, I uh, friended you, and then uh, I'd like to have your address. If I could, I'd like to send you a copy of my book that I just finished not too long ago. Okay. That would be great. That would be fine, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Rick's got a, Rick's got a wonderful book. And I might have confused people here because I think it brings – um, I br- it brings you to a different thing, um, and it doesn't bring you to the Indiegogo site. So, you know, well, yeah. Mu- when, well, here's here's what I'll do today. Uh, if you Google Shattered Love movie, it does come up. It takes you to our, our website. I'll put a link mm-hmm. on the front page of the website to the Indiegogo page. Um, you know, and it it let's see, there is a. Uh, the video brings you to the YouTube channel only, but again, not. Yeah, if you pu- if you put that link in there, I think that that might just up people being able to find you. Okay. Um, a little bit easier. I think that that might not might not hurt. So I apologize if I'm confusing things. I try <laughs> to keep it simple. But <laughs> oh no, we'll God. we'll help them get there. Um, yeah, so like I said, you know, any any type of sharing and raising awareness and spreading the word, all of that helps. Okay, great. And then do you have a Facebook page too? Of course, yeah. Um, it's, mm-hmm. uh, again, facebook.com forward slash Shattered Love Movie. Okay. But I'm um, pretty sure the, on Facebook if you do a search for Shattered Love, it'll come up. Okay, because I was going to say, um, maybe if you can post on, on my page and maybe in memory people for Rick, um, then we can help push that out too, um, if you put it on our pages, um, because a lot of people will see that, and then we can we can also push it out to other things. And I'll, I'll add that on in my my information as well when I do the blog. We'll, we'll add that link for people as well. Okay, I would I would like to point out though, as far as Facebook is concerned, if I post on your wall, people only mm-hmm. see that if and when they visit your page. Mm-hmm. If you post it, it shows up on all your members' news feeds. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, because yeah. I've had this situation before, people have contacted me and said, "Oh, feel free to post on my wall." It's like, well, that's not really right, right. Th- yeah, that's not really the most effective way to do it because. You know, no, but not many people actually just go visit your wall. You know, they'll click on yep. a link or go to a post or something, but not many people just randomly go visit pages. Um, mm-hmm. So, what what would be most helpful is if if you guys could post it, and that way it'll it'll go on everybody's news feeds and come up on their wall. Okay, okay, I can do that. I or do or that. if I do it's... post on your page, if you hit share and you share it, that works too. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I was just thinking it's so it's you know if you post it on mine that it's there, but you can send it to me in an email as well. 
um, whichever, whatever works. But those are good tips for all of us here um, as listeners uh, to be aware, you know, if we're trying to increase awareness, uh, what's the best mode there. Well, I thank you so much for your time uh, with us today, Dawn, and everything you're doing. I'm very excited um, to have you on the show, and um, we'll definitely have you back again as things progress and um, talk further uh, with with how the film is film is going. And I, like I said, I love the bracelets. I love the layers that people can participate in, and. Um, you know, the memorial wall, I think, is really a cool idea as well and uh, something that will be very, very powerful. Great. Um, Harry is just writing in the chat box. It would also be helpful if I could type those websites in the comments. So, um, Don, if you could um, type in the chat box. I don't know if you've got us up or not on Blog Talk, but um, if you can go in and um, put your put your uh the Facebook and then also put in the Indiegogo in the chat box, uh, the URLs, that would be really helpful. Um Oh every, everybody can see it if I do that. Yep, although everyone who's live right now will be able to see that. Good point, Harry. Thank you. Harry is uh is a, another person who is uh living with Alzheimer's and he and Rick and Leanne James and I do dementia chats every other Saturday which is a platform, a, a webinar platform, where I, I basically interview um, Harry and Rick, and they tell us what it's really like to live with the disease, and that our community also asks questions and makes comments. It's been, it's been quite fun and I think very informative. So for those of you that aren't familiar with Dementia Chats, um, again, I would encourage you to, uh, to join us. They are all recorded, and so if you can't make it to a live session, you can still listen at your leisure, and you can always go to alzheimerspeaks.com, and I will put in uh, I'll put in the direct link to Dementia Chat um, if anyone is interested, so that you can uh, you can get that information as well. Uh, Lori, so, real fast, I'm on the the blog radio page, and how do I? I don't see a chat box. Okay. You have to you have to sign in um, using Facebook in order for the chat box to come up. Okay. Um, Lori, so, memory people, I think more people's go, most of the people that's on uh, the show today is on memory people, I believe. But still, I just wanted to let you know that. Well, and yeah. what I'll what I'll do to make things simple is I'll I'll post on both of your walls, and then if you guys could just share that post, that'll accomplish the okay. same thing. So that way, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll memory people, so we're good there. Okay, great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And I can I can dig in uh in an email while we're talking here and and pull that link up for Indigo. Um that might be the easiest uh route there as well. So, but I thank you so much for for your time and your effort and you know, all your little worker bees and crew on the film and and actors and actresses, um they're doing a huge thing and I hope they realize the um, impact that they're going to have because it's it's going to be huge and I know for myself and I think I can speak for my listeners as well um, we all appreciate their efforts um, and their volunteerism and their collaboration you know to make a difference in the world regarding dementia care culture it's a it's a huge huge factor that we need to address and you know there there's no time to wait. 
Um, I did put the Indigo um, uh, URL in the chat box for those of you that are listening. So that is now there as well. So, again, thank you so much for, for uh, being part of the show today, Dawn, and we will definitely stay stay in touch. Okay? Okay, great. Thank you, Lori, and thank you, Rick. And, Rick, I will definitely stay in touch with you through Facebook. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, shoot me a, an address, and uh, I'll get you hooked up. Thanks again. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. Bye now. Bye. Well, this has been fun to have our callers in, and we also have um, Ashley Alano um, with us today, who I am very excited uh, to introduce you all to. Ashley is a graduate from um, Seton Hall University in New Jersey, and she obtained her Master's in Speech and Language Pathology. She's also the developer of a really cool new app for the iPhone called the Unis Tactus, which is an incredible application um, that not only helps people with dementia, but so many others. And when Ashley tells us about this, you're gonna, the light bulb's just going to go off in your head. You're going to go ding, 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 ding with all the ways that this application could help you in, in various uh, areas of your life. And she's also going to give away two applications to, to our listeners. Um, Ashley works currently at the Lewis School in Princeton, New Jersey, where she works with children who have dyslexia and auditory processing uh, disorders. She's going to be pre uh, presenting her research, um, which is uh, titled A Review of 21 iPad Applications for Argumentative and Alternative Communication at the Speech and Language uh, Hearing Association Conference in November of this year, um, which is being held in Atlanta, Georgia. So welcome, Ashley. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited um, and listening to everyone talk about how caregivers have to be so involved with Alzheimer's uh, is really exciting for me because the whole point of Unis Tactus is really not only to help the people who have been diagnosed with the disease, but also to help alleviate some of that stress from the caregivers. So this is really an exciting opportunity. Thank you. Well, I'm, I was, like, thrilled to hear about what it is you developed. First of all, we have to tell people, what does Eunice Tactus stand for? Because it, it's not the easiest thing to roll off one's lips, but there is, a, there is a reason that you named the application this. So what does Eunice Tactus stand for? Eunice Tactus actually is Latin for one touch, and basically that's just the whole premise of the application is that you can stay connected and, you can communicate with your loved ones with just one simple touch of a picture. And you can make calls, and your loved ones can track where you are if you would like. So it's all just done with one touch. Okay, great. Um, can you, you know, how did this idea come to you to, to even build an application? Actually, I was working with a client, and she has uh, beginning stages of Alzheimer's. And she was still driving uh, and basically functioning independently, and her husband was very worried about her. So he wanted her to have a cell phone in case she needed help or she got into trouble, and he also wanted her to have a tracking device in case she got disoriented and she couldn't find her way home. So uh, because of her short-term memory problems, she was having difficulty learning how to use her cell phone. So it was my job to scour the Internet and find a cell phone that was easy enough for her to remember how to use. Uh, 
and unfortunately I was unable to do so. Uh, all of the phones that are out there basically are just the same setup of a contact, an address book, and you need to scroll through it and read all these names and remember who you're calling. It's it's just a lot of different steps, and it's really quite difficult if you have short-term memory problems. Um, and she also had a tracking device that she was very ashamed of, and she was embarrassed to have it with her and carry it around, and she didn't want people to know that she had it. So I actually was speaking with my father, and I was saying, you know, it would be so nice if there was something that had everything all in one, an Mm easy-to-use cell phone that could also be used as a tracking device if that's what the person wanted. So he said, why don't you just make an app for that? So we spoke to a developer, and he loved the idea, so we went forth with the with the idea, and that's just basically how it came to be. Very neat, very neat. Now, Rick, you use the the, the Unitactus, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I was going to tell Ashley, I've probably got, who knows, let's say dozens of applications on my iPhone, and I don't even know what half of them are anymore because of this disease. But the Unitactus is on my home page, and I use it constantly. I like the... The radius thing, I think it's uh, 5 miles, 10 miles, and 15 miles, and it's just an absolute wonderful app for people that is in the early stage of this because, like you said, I can still drive, but it, it'll tell my wife when I go out of that radius. It'll tell her when I make a phone call or receive a phone call, and, and like you said, I don't have to worry about phone numbers. I just touch a screen on a picture, and it calls. It, it's just absolutely fantastic. That's great, Rick. Thank you so much. You know, being a developer and being on this end of it, I don't always get to talk to the people who are buying it and using it. So hearing from you is really very touching and very exciting. So thank you. I'm glad that you like it. I was wondering, uh, Ashley, is there, and there probably is, but is there a place where I could go to uh, give a review on this or anything like that? There probably is, and I just didn't know it. Absolutely. Um, You can actually just go to the iTunes store, and Mm -hmm. if you search Unis Tactus, uh, you could just leave a review there. And we'd always okay. be happy to hear from you on our Facebook page as well. I'll do it. I'll do that. Yep. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And if there's any other listeners that have um, utilized the Unitactus, because I know I've talked about it a lot, and um, you know when I'm at conferences or on the air, it, it just comes up in conversation because it's it's been very powerful for for a lot of people. Um, you know, we'd love to hear from you as well. Um, feel free to call in live if you'd like. Uh, we'd love to hear your voice at 714-364-4757. Again, that's 714-364-4757. Or you can always utilize the chat box uh, to make your comments as well. Um, you know, again, uh, it, it's important for us to hear, you know, what's working and what's not and being able to share that with people uh, no matter no matter what it is, um, but this is a pretty pretty neat application. Now the other thing that I think is really unique in terms of how you've designed this um, is that you know when you go to call somebody, you can uh, click on a picture versus trying to have to read a name or scroll through. I mean, you know my phone's got you know four thousand people in it, so. Um, being able to to have that safety net of not having to remember um, words but a face. Um, I've heard from many people just makes it so much easier um, for them to be able to communicate. Is that what you're hearing as well, Ashley? Um, absolutely, Lori. I actually 
when we were developing it, I did pretty extensive research and read tons of journal articles. And there's been a lot of research showing that it's easier for the brain to recognize a photograph. It's much more concrete than the symbols of, of written speech. So um, we, we do have the picture in addition to the written name, but our whole idea behind the photo dialer was that it's easier to recognize a picture of somebody that you know rather than a written name. So we were hoping that that really would would help with the ease of use, in addition to the fact that a picture is much larger to press than a small a small name. So mm-hmm. if somebody has maybe some motor difficulties or dexterity problems, it'll be easier for them to use it as well. Um, in addition to visual deficits, um, it's really, like you said, it's, it's very multimodal and it's very uh, diverse. So we're excited about it for sure. Oh, very, very neat. Now, there is also a button that says help. Um, Can you explain the help button and why you created that? Uh, Well, we basically just wanted some way for an individual to reach someone no matter what. Um, So you can input unlimited contacts into the device. Um, And as you scroll through, the help button follows you onto every page, and it's red and it says help on it and we figured that when all else fails when you see red you automatically think emergency um so that button can be customized to be your local police department or fire department um it can be customized to be a loved one maybe uh and if you press that then it will call that person and your emergency contact will automatically get an email and you'll have a link and it'll show where the phone call was made from so if God forbid you got into a car accident or you were disoriented, you could press that help button and your loved ones would be able to find you and you'd be able to reach help in in a matter of just seconds. Okay, great. Now, I did just put um, into the chat box, the which is very interesting because I just lost my chat box now. <laughs> I was just putting in your, your URL and I don't know what happened, but uh, it, uh, it oh, went launched something something else on me, so I'll try it again here and see what happens. Go ahead, um, Rick. I, I wanted to tell, actually, that I help button is absolutely, I've used it dozens of times because uh, I use my wife as the contact, and uh, a lot of times when I'm driving, I, I don't actually get lost, but I, I tend to forget uh, what I was supposed to be doing or going or whatever. And uh, where she works at, there's about three contact numbers plus her cell phone and you know, all this stuff to remember, which I can't. So I just hit that help button and tells her where I'm at. She answers the phone, and I say, hey, I need this, or what am I supposed to do, or whatever. It, and, and the setup is, uh, when you have this disease, anything new is almost impossible to do. But uh, this Eunice Tactus is just absolutely uh, uh, foolproof is what it is. Um, uh, you, you guys really really hit one out of the park with, with this application, and... Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, what they call it developers that can learn from this. That's for sure. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Now, Harry Harry Urban just typed into the chat box, and he said he uses the application all the time. Um, he wishes the app would update, um, you know, if he leaves, you know, his perimeter, so it would actually show the location when he wanders off. Is that is that possible to do? I know, I you know I. I'm semi um, techie, so I know a lot of phones. Um, you can put an application on that that kind of tracks, but I don't know—is that part of your application, or is that something you've considered? 
um, adding to it at all? Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. Um, So, Harry, if you talk to whoever is your emergency contact, um, let them know what your iCloud address is, so your username and password. Um, And when you leave your geofence radius, they'll get an email, and it will show the location uh, of which you exited the radius. And it also will give a link to iCloud. Um, And the beauty about iCloud is you can track the phone in real time. So all the person would have to do is click on your iCloud link, enter your username and password, and they would be able to track your phone in real time. So once you start to wander, they would know exactly where you were. Okay, but they do need your username and password. Okay, which they would have, I mean, if they're your your care care partner anyways. I mean, that, so that's not like you're handing it out to the world. Um, right to be abused. So, well, that's good to know. Great, that's yeah. It's, know. it's the same username and password that you would need to download the app onto the phone. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's just your okay. uh, Apple, your Apple ID. Your Apple ID. Okay, because it was like, I don't know if I have the i an iCloud one. I have an iPhone one, and I don't know if I have that turned on on my phone because I, all that stuff kind of scares me a little bit about who has access to where I am and what I'm doing a little, I don't know, because I, I, I don't understand it enough. So I know that uh, everyone tells me it's very safe and really is a good pre- good precaution um, to actually be able to use there. Um, Harry is just saying that that's wonderful, and um, he's asking, Rick, if you could post those instructions, that would be good. So maybe I can ask you, Ashley, if you could... Um, just type up those um, instructions and send them to me. I'll put it on the blog and include that in the article. Um, it might not hurt just to even have bullet points of, you know, uh, what exactly the Unitactus can do, and then um, we can point them in the right direction to buy the application and go to the website and, and things. Uh, but uh, just a thought, if you'd like to do that, I'd be more than glad to include that in the article that I do with the show as well with this. So are you are you looking at doing any other apps or making any changes to it, or are you pretty happy with with where it is and, and what it is? It seems to be embraced very nicely, though. Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're very pleased with what we have. Uh, we would, however, like to open it to the Android platform, so we're definitely discussing uh, doing doing something like that. And then hopefully down the line, we would also like to add a scanning feature. And basically what that would do is it would be switch activated. So for individuals who are in wheelchairs and maybe can't move their arms, um, they would be able to hit a switch with, say, their knee that's connected to the phone, and it would start to scan through the pictures of the contacts. And when it lands on a picture of a contact that you want to talk to, you can hit the switch again and it would call that contact. We're also thinking about maybe adding a FaceTime feature. Um, we're definitely bouncing around a couple ideas, but we have a couple of things in the works. Oh, cool. Well, that's neat. And I, I think that's one of the exciting things with technologies is it's constantly moving and shaking and changing, you know, all of the time there. Now, are you on Facebook as well, Ashley? Yes, we are. If you just search Unistactus, um, it's Unis Tactus keeping you connected with one touch. So you can just search that and we'll come right up and you can like us. And we're also on Twitter. Uh, so we're at Unis Tactus. 
So everything is all linked up. If uh, you follow us on Twitter, you'd be able to find our Facebook and vice versa. Okay. And can you just spell Unitactus for people? Sure. It's U-N-U-S-T-A-C-T-U-S. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and put in your Facebook page here on uh, in the chat box for people as well as the website. So so that they have that. That was a good thing. I usually Leanne's usually in the background and taking care of all that for me. <laughs> so this is uh it's wonderful that people are keeping me on track here with what all needs to be what all needs to be done. Any other features that um we should know about regarding the Unitactus? Um well, you know, we also wanted to make sure that people's privacy was kept in mind. Um mm-hmm. So all of the emergency contact notifications, all of the emails that you receive for either the geofence or for the calls that are made or the emergency phone calls that are made, uh, those are all optional. So if maybe you just want it because you have big fingers or you have a movement disorder and you don't really need the tracking feature, those can be shut off so that this way you don't have to worry about people knowing where you're going. And like I said, you maintain your your privacy a little bit more. so, you know, we really we like to highlight that. Okay. Well, and I just think it's a, it's a cool product that could be used for kids, um just for for, you know, people that that don't necessarily have an issue per se, um that they're Absolutely. dealing with or a disease or a disability, um but just out of a practicality to be able to, you know, track your track your kids when they're younger. Um, or maybe Absolutely. even when they're a little older, I don't know. So We've had a lot of mothers say, my daughter's going to college and I'm getting her Unis Tactus because I want to know what she's doing. So it's definitely yeah. the um, the population that it can be used for is just, it's huge. And every day we think of a different population that we think could benefit from its use. Well, and you just think of somebody living alone. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. nice to know that someone is, is checking on you and, um uh, you know that's just a, a huge thing, and I think it's really cool too when you know you put that help button on. Um, I mean, you come to my phone if I got hit by a bus, and someone's like, "Okay, who do we call?" Okay, there's four thousand people in her contacts. Who really right. cares? You know, who really needs to know? Right. You would push that help button right away and have that information instantly. And you know, I think every I think every phone should have that on it. Um, I think that's a really, really important feature um, to be able to have for for anyone because, you know, we don't know when we're going to have an emergency situation and, um, you know, or if we're going to be able to do anything if that happens to us. So I, I think uh, I think the features of the application are just really very, very neat. Um, again, I'd like to encourage anyone who is listening, if you want to make a comment, feel free to call in at 714-364-4757. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Rick, anything else you wanted to uh, mention regarding the application? Well, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that even if you have this disease, it is such a simple application to use. Um, um, I, I can't stress that enough, and that's the importance of it. It's, it's the simplicity of it. I, I keep all my uh, options on because you just never know. Phyllis knows 
who I call in. Sometimes I get to call people I shouldn't be, and you just never know. So I cover all the bases with that uh, application, and it's just a wonderful one. So thank you so much for uh, developing it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, the technology is unreal. Now, I know you had said that you are willing to go ahead and um, give away uh, two of the applications. And so I think the easiest way to do it, we can do that one of two ways. We can um, have people email you directly, and then you can just pick the first two people um, who contact you, and I can put your, you know, we can give them your email address um, if you want, or we can uh, ask if people want to call in. I, it, sometimes people use phones, sometimes they don't. Um, so any any preference there, Ashley, on, on how you'd like that to work? Uh, whatever works best for you. Either one sounds great to me. Okay. The other thing we could do is just say, well, why don't we do this? If there's If there's anybody out there listening right now that has an iPhone, that is interested in the Unitactus, um, go ahead and type in to the chat box, and you will win uh, one of the applications. Harry is just noting here, for the person living with Alzheimer's, it gives us security knowing that if and when we wander, we'll be found. So that's, that's pretty wonderful. cool. Yeah, that's you know, really that great he, to hear. Okay, so... Um, Let's see. Rick says, "Ah, I have, I have one. Um, what's the second prize?" <laughs> oh, silly, silly boy. So, yeah, we were we're just giving away the Unitactus right now. So, I have a guest who did log in um, six nine nine, and I'm going to have you um, email. Uh, Ashley, I think directly at uh, Unitactus, and I'm going to go ahead and put that email address in where they can go ahead and contact you. And I have that, and I want to make sure it's right, um, Ashley, at Unitactus at yahoo.com. Yeah. Okay. And our guest here who just... Uh, just one, if you want to put your type in your first name for me for guest number 669, um, then we will know uh, who you are when you go ahead and uh, get a hold of Ashley there. So that would be wonderful. Any other uh, comments or questions that people have? I'd love to, uh, love to hear some more of what people are doing to, to raise awareness and make a difference in our dementia care culture. Now, Pastor Ralph says he's not getting any audio, and so my guess is that he's not getting any audio, so you probably have to turn up your sound on your own computer there. So you may have your audio turned off, because I think everyone else can hear us okay from the comments and things that we've been getting. Um, I know we're recording, uh, so uh, Pastor Ralph, if you want to go ahead and check that out, that would be wonderful. Um, Great. Ashley, anything else that you want to share with us? Um, yeah, you know what? I actually wanted to mention that uh, it, on, on the 29th of this month, we actually have formed a team, Team Unis Tactus, and we will be walking in the walk to end Alzheimer's. Um, we are currently $94 away from our goal of 1250 so we've raised over $1,100, and we're so proud to say that. Um, so if anybody would like to donate and help us reach our goal, we would really appreciate it. If you just go to the Walk to End Alzheimer's 
uh, website. You can just search Team Unis Cactus, and we should pop right up, and we would love any donations. Every dollar helps. Okay. So they would go to the um, – I'm just going to go here and see if I can find it, so we're making sure that we walk people through. So it would be the ALZ.org, and then let's see – do they have okay end the walk and then what's do we have to go to a state at all because I'm not seeing um, um, over on the side uh, it says find a walker or find a team okay I'm so not you can either search me or okay and I'm not I'm not seeing that you're in okay let me get to New Jersey and see if it's and I might have gone to the wrong thing. What did you say we should we should Google? Because I of course I did my own thing and wasn't paying attention all the way. It's um that's all right. It's the walk to end Alzheimer's. Okay. So and if I okay, walk to. Okay, we'll see where that brings me because I'm kind of on their page there, but then it just okay now it's bringing me to something else. Okay, so then it's got login name, um, sign in, search, donate. So um, find an event. I'm not seeing where where you can Google your page, you know, um, or put something in to find you. It looks like these are, you know, already in existence. Right. Uh, I know when I click on uh, donate. Uh, mm-hmm. It says search for a participant, so you could put in my name, Ashley Aliano, um, and it should come up. I also just posted the link on our Facebook page, so that might be a lot easier. You can just click right on it, and it brings you right to our personal team page. Okay. If you can send me that link too, or if you are, you know, if you've got the chat box open to the radio show, if you want to drop it in there, that would be great. Um, okay. Yeah, that would be. That would be wonderful. So, okay. Good, 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 good. Any other comments um, from you, Rick, at all? Nope. I just appreciate that uh, they come up with this application. It's uh, like I said, I can't say enough good things about it. I'll head on over to uh, that and post a review. That's for sure. Uh huh. Okay. Wonderful. Thank Great. you. Well, very much appreciated all that you are doing, and I wish you luck with your presentation too. The review of 21 iPad applications for argumentative and alternative communications. That, can you tell us a little bit about that? That sounds very interesting to me. Sure. Um, augmentative and communication, or augmentative and alternative communication, is actually what people use when they're nonverbal. Um, okay. So what these applications do is it turns the iPad into a communication device. So pictures will come up, and you can click on the picture and it will speak, and it will give that person a voice. Um, There's also applications that you can type, and you can hit enter, and it it says whatever the person was typing. So it's dependent on um, their abilities, but, yeah, it's basically just to give people who are nonverbal, either permanently or temporarily, a voice. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, I appreciate, again, all that you're doing, Ashley, and um, we'll get all those links on the blog post as well that um, push people back to listen to the to the radio show as well. So thank you for all you're doing. Um, it's, it's great work, and it's very important, and um, hopefully you've heard here just, you know, from Rick and Harry both that 
um, they are, you know they really see the value in your application. And I wish you all the luck with being able to get it to work with other, um, you know, with the Androids. Uh, phones as well. That would be wonderful to be able to expand that opportunity uh, for others to be able to participate and, and utilize um, the application that you've developed. It will help a lot of people. So thank you so much for your Great. time well, today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, um, you know, Harry and Rick, I really honestly appreciate your input because um, this is really what it's all about for us is just hearing how it's helping people and how it's accomplishing what we really wanted it to do. It's it's helping people with the disease, it's helping caregivers, and it's just really very touching to hear from people and to know that it's working. So thank you. You're welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If you guys ever need anything, you can always feel free to contact me on Facebook or to email us, any of the listeners, or Harry or Rick. If you guys ever need anything, just please feel free to contact me. Thank okay, you. Okay, great. Have a wonderful day, Ashley. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Well, what a what a neat application and what a great thing for a young person to develop. Um, wonderful, wonderful insight. So, um, you know, again, if you have not checked out the Unitactus uh, app for the iPhone, it uh, has multiple purposes uh, that can really help people in uh, in many, many ways. So looks like we've got another caller on the line. So this one is an, uh, unknown, so I'm going to pull them in and we'll see what they have to say. Hello, you're live on the air. And if you can tell us your name, please. Well, maybe Hello, not. Hello, Lori. Uh, well, Lori, can you hear me? Harry, how are you doing? Yes. I was <laughs> I was kind of offended when you said unknown, but uh, I'm, I'm still working it, so you have to bear with me. Yeah, yeah it, it, it shows up as a as a blocked number, so it's not shared. So, um, for listeners, if you're not familiar, this is Harry Urban. Harry is just uh, such a precious soul. Uh, Harry uh, also has early on Alzheimer's uh, disease, and he is one of our experts. Uh, who I interview for our dementia chat. So welcome, Harry. I'm I'm thrilled that you called in today. You having a good day? I am, Lori. Thank you. Um, I'm blushing, but uh, that's okay. I just wanted to tell, or say something actually that that uh, that application is wonderful for people who have dementia. Uh, I know, speaking for myself, I have this fear of being lost. And with this application, uh, it notifies Hazel whenever I go out outside the radius that uh, that we chose. And I was unaware that, that she could get updates of where I'm at. Uh, I had a mm-hmm. concern that uh, once I left that radius that it did, it did give, it did send an email and it did tell her where I left that radius at. But if I kept going, uh, walking, driving, well, I don't drive, but if I kept going uh, outside that radius, I wasn't sure how how she would find me. But mm-hmm. uh, since Ashley explained that, that makes that application that much better. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I think, you know, so much, there's so much fear with this disease, and if you can... You know, have an application like this that helps reduce that or, 
you know, Rick with, with Sam, with his dementia service dog that, that helps alleviate some of that fear and just bring you comfort, um, that's just huge. Those are huge, huge aspects um, in terms of, of coping and dealing with the disease, um, not only for you that are living with it, but for us as caregivers um, to know that you're more comfortable. Um, so very, 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 very neat thing. So, anything else going on with you, Harry, that you want to share? Uh, no, not not uh, not really. Um, uh, I'm hoping that uh, that Rick he uh, Rick puts in a plug about memory people and the and the things we do on memory people. Uh, it's such a it's such a wonderful wonderful site to go to. Uh, we help so many people on that site; it's unbelievable. We are so close. Uh, it's unbelievable how I never met these people before in my life, but they became my best friends. And uh, it's just so it's so comforting to me that uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it doesn't matter. If if something comes up in my life that I can't handle, I need help with, or whatever, I get on memory people, and someone is always there to help me. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's about the only plug I can give. <laughs> well, Harry, well that, that's um, a pretty massive plug, so that's good. Go ahead, Rick. Well, uh, Memory People is uh, it is fantastic, and I'm, I'm so glad it's taken off as, as it has. But uh, he's forgetting one of the major plugs we have coming up is uh, our first annual Memory People convention. And I'm so excited about that. We've been planning one for a long, long time. We finally just decided to do it, and it's going to be in uh, New York City on, uh, I don't know, December 7th. Harry, is that right? Yes, 7th through the 9th. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be good. We've got a lot of people signed up that's going to be going. I think Lori LeVay is one of them, too. Am I not right? Yep. Yep, yep, I did I I am planning on coming and it, you know, I would love to be able to actually do a radio show and interview some of the members from oh, there. Sure. I think that would that would be really cool and um you know, maybe we can even talk with Dawn about the the film. You know, maybe that's sure. something that could be played there too. I don't know. We'll have sure. to, we don't know if we don't ask, you know. That's right. So That's right. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be it'll be nice for people to be able to meet um, I don't know how much structure you're having. You know, a lot of times with conferences and conventions, they're very structured. And I don't know if that is your intent here or if it's really to give people a, a platform and a place to our, meet. Our major structure is going to be unstructured because uh, this is going to be the first time that we've ever actually met uh, face-to-face with a, with a lot of these people. And uh, that's going to be the main thing, just just to get to know each other and and. They got Leanne's got me down as a keynote speaker, but I'm telling you, everybody that's there is going to be the keynote speaker. That's how we're going to do it. It's just going to be a a good time to sit down and 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 share stories and and just like we do on memory people, but doing on a one-on-one thing. It's going to be. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, it's, it's going to. It's just the starting of another page on memory people, and uh, we're going to do this yearly, and it's just going to grow. Oh, I think so. I think so. So. 
Um, in order to get more information on this, do you guys have a, a flyer or anything on that, or should they contact Leanne and we'll we'll point them to the oh. wizard that we refer you know, to uh, Leanne? We as? did. Uh, if you're a member on Memory People, which obviously you have to be to go to this convention, and uh, you go to Memory People too, and there's all kinds of information there on the convention, the hotels that we uh, that we're staying at. There's a couple of hotels that have some rooms for us, and then. Uh, um, just just general information about uh, if somebody wants to try to share a room or, or, or catch a ride with someone. I know there was a few complaints because it was in New York City in December, but um, Pauline Baker, a good friend of ours, uh, an admin, she's flying in from the U.K., and we thought what a, what a better time to do it. Um, you know, the chances of meeting Pauline or her coming back to the States you know, is, 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 may not ever happen. So uh, that was that was the reason why we we chose that date. And uh, but I can promise you this: next year's will be in a warmer climate. That's for sure. You know what? New York is gorgeous in the winter. And there's, I mean, just to, I don't know if you've been there before, but it's it's absolutely beautiful. And the window shopping will be um, fabulous in and of itself. I mean, it's just a sight to really take in. Um, cold or not, there's you know, plenty of buildings you can scoot into, but it'll be a fabulous event um, just because of the people getting together alone um, and the sense of community. It is going to heighten what you've created, I think, by leaps and bounds, Rick, and, and what you've created on memory people, this, this community, this sense of safety um, where people can interact is, is pretty spectacular. And to... Um, get get these connections. I mean, whoever would have thought, I mean, I can't imagine that you imagined this getting as big as it has and connecting people all over the world like you have. And, and maybe you did have that vision. I don't know. Did oh, you? I had that vision, Lori. I had that vision plus some. This is just the beginning. Um, I just took what was already in place and, 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 and made it a little bit better in real time and things like that. The main thing we do on memory people that a lot of people don't realize, I think, um, the first thing you do when you log in there is you use your name, your real name. We don't use nicknames and handles and things like that. It's very hard to get uh, personal and compassionate and and a heart-to-heart conversation with someone that's called, you know, Blackbeard or something. And, And we just, we don't do that if you can't use your own name and, and we can go to your Facebook and make sure you are who you say you are, then, then we take privacy very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Seriously. Uh, yes. Take privacy yes. very seriously. Yes, seriously. And uh, it's it's worked out well. We've had a few instances here lately where some people's tried to log in and using a nickname and, and we're, you know, we're just not going to go down that road. That then it becomes a regular Facebook page, and 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 we're not going to do that. So, we do uh, ask that people use their real name and their profile, and and that's just the way it is. And it's worked out, it's worked out great. So, uh, it's, and, and I do need to say this. I know everybody. I hear this from everybody, and I'm so appreciative that they tell me that I started this memory people up. But. In all actuality, I say this all the time too. It's it's the people that's there that makes this site what it is. Um, it's certainly not Rick Phelps because I could have been sitting there all this time by myself. It started out with me and then four other people, and it just grew from there. And I, and I knew if it was done right and professionally and and 
up front and, and seriously than, than it would work, and, and it has. Uh, it, it's, going, it's going to just continue to grow and get better, and, and it's bringing awareness, and we're offering support. We're a little bit different than, than other uh, Alzheimer's sites because we really – we're not into the cure prospect of this disease. Uh, we let that for other people to do. We we just uh, talk about support and awareness. That's that's what patients need right now. I mean, we'd love to see a cure, of course, but we're into the uh, support, the daily, hourly, and minute support that uh, caregivers and patients need. That's uh, that's the most important thing that we do, and then, of course, uh, awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it is, it's critical. It, it really is about living with the disease and and having that compassion and that openness and, you know, removing the stigmas and the shame and the fear. Um, I think that's one of the things that the group does so well. Is oh, and absolutely. That, we, well, I like to say a lot of times we, we we agree to disagree because there's there's really no right or wrong with this disease because everybody is in uh, different per se stages, if you want, and every caregiver has a different way of uh, doing things, and there's no really right or wrong unless abuse comes into it. Of course, that would be horribly wrong, but but uh, all the uh, suggestions that we get from caregivers and patients alike is, is what makes the site work so well. Um, you don't have to agree with everyone, and that's fine. You know, uh, not everybody agrees on everything, and, and uh, there's certainly people that disagree with me, and, and that's fine also. It's just that... Uh, Certain things I post is what works for me, or my thoughts and things like that. And uh, other people's allowed to have their own thoughts. That's what makes the world go round, and I think that's what makes memory people uh, go round. Mhm. Definitely. Wonderful. Well, this has been just a really fun show. Um, very interactive, and I would love to have more like this, um, where we hear from uh, people who are who are doing things, um, or maybe it's someone who's just got an idea and wants to start getting more active. Um, everybody's voice needs to be heard. This is, you know, like Rick said, this isn't about him. It's not about me. It's not even about Harry. <laughs> you know, it's about all of us joining together and um, and working working together to, to improve our dementia care culture around the world. And I get so excited because we have, you know, we have we have really become a force um, on a grassroots level. I think, in terms of of making it an acceptable conversation to have. Now, Michael is just noting in the chat box. He says, "Memory People has taught me more about my mom in four months than the 13 years without it." Very grateful. So, thank you, Michael, for sharing that. I know um, I know Rick appreciates hearing that as well. Uh, but I think it, it's just such a great testament. I hear people say that all the time, um, what they have learned from others who are really dealing with the disease. It's not reading a book. It's not watching a video. It's not, um, you know, reading the research um, that sometimes scares us. You know, it, it's just about how do, I, how do I live with the disease? How do I make this work? Um, hey, how do Lori, I still have a life? Mm-hmm. It, it, so, uh, you know, conversing and talking and interacting with actual patients, you know, um, knowing that this is National Awareness Day, uh, Dementia Awareness Day that uh, Norm's started last year is, is just a great thing that he's put forth. But on memory people, we like to remind people and, and everyone that every day is Awareness Day. Uh, 
this is a good day to bring it out full force, but uh, that's what we're all about, memory people, every day is bringing awareness. We tell, we tell people to share things and, and talk about this disease, and when people get tired of hearing you talk about it, talk some more, because that's the only thing, way we're going to make headway with it. Very good point. Very good point. This, you know, this is one day of, you know, in the year um, that is brought out. Um, September 21st is Alzheimer's uh, World Alzheimer's and Dementia Day, and the whole month of September is uh, is dedicated to dementia as well. But you know, this disease doesn't live in a day. It doesn't live in a moment. Right. It doesn't live in a month. It lives in every second that we live and breathe, and and we have to realize that and continue the conversation and support, um, you know, people who are, are really trying to make a difference, um, like, like Dawn Fields and her movie, uh, Shattered Love, like Ashley Aleno, who is, um, has made this wonderful application. You know, we need to help share the word of their work. Um, or you, Rick, with Memory People, or Norms with Dementia Aware, or Richard Taylor, you know, with his um, meeting of the minds that he's starting or, or us with the radio channel and the, the dementia chats. Um, it's all about sharing the information um, because everybody needs different things at different times. And um, none of us can be judge or jury on what the other guy needs. We just have to, um, I think, be compassionate and be willing to help and, um, and have the conversation. Harry, anything you would like to add? Uh, no, I, I, I think I think this show is wonderful. I, I think uh, uh, getting I know I I've, I've learned a lot today, and uh, one of one of the things I really liked is now I forget who was mentioning, but they they mentioned about uh, uh, they were a caregiver, and the loved one the loved one painted a picture who got into got into painting and, Oh Daniel uh, Potts, yep. Yes, even though even though they never painted before, they're now capable of doing beautiful pictures. That's one of the strong points I'd like to bring out that that even though you have Alzheimer's, dementia, um you can still do things. So but you have to take that first step. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna come to you by just sitting on the couch or or whatever or going within yourself. You have to expand yourself, and that that's that's so important to let people know that have this disease that life does go on. Yep, life definitely goes on, and we don't know what's around the corner. Um, Daniel and Ellen Potts' story is pretty incredible with the number of people in their, their own personal families that have had dementia. And what has happened, um, the video is really cool. And I'll, I'll put the links in the blog um, article on the show with this as well as information to um, Bacchus's, uh, you know song and, um, and, and Ellen's information regarding what he's doing with Pat Summit, the conference coming up, and and his his mountain climbing, but yeah, it's all it's all very important, um, and it's pretty fabulous to watch this artwork. Um, the YouTube of uh, you know that that Daniel put together regarding his dad is is really quite cool, really quite cool. And so 
Um, but there's there's so much with arts and the music, uh, like he said, that doesn't have the research to back it. And um, it, it's sad because it's so powerful to be able to see the calmness and um, the appreciation. And, you know, one of the things that stands out for me, Harry, was in the Dementia Chats where you had said, I think it was Dementia Chats, it might have been another webinar that we did or the radio too, but you had made the comment about, hey, I don't always have to be busy. You know, it's okay for me to relax. And, you know, sometimes we're always pushing people to do things instead of just trying simple pleasures and appreciating things for the moment. And I, I think that's another thing that we all have to take into consideration. None of us want to be programmed 24-7. And it is, I mean, we all want to relax. You know, we have hectic days. And to be able to take it all in and, and to feel content I mean, there really isn't much better than that. So why would we want to take that away from someone who has dementia? Um, and with the with the painting, you know, giving purpose back, you know, finding, you know, looking for new things in new ways and not saying, no, this can't be done, but just trying it and realizing things don't have to be perfect and just see what happens. You know, let it unfold. That's That's a, that's such a huge gift. Um, to be able to get there and really live your life um, with that philosophy. So the disease has, has many, many gifts wrapped um, in a very strange package. <laughs> you know? um, Absolutely, Lori. Um, when you have this disease, you have, to, you have to find that inner peace within yourself to live with this disease because if you don't, uh, it's 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 going to be a hard road for you, and you have to you have to find that inner peace yourself. I know mm-hmm. I I speak to a lot of people that say they they lost so much and uh, they can't do this anymore, or their loved ones can't do this anymore, and they dwell on the things they lost. What what they have to realize is. You have to you have to dwell on the things you can still do, because you might find out that the things you can still do is better than the things that you lost. But you're never going to find that out until you do it, until you try it. Very true, very very true. Good 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 point, Rick. Anything else you want to add? No, I just, uh, well, I agree with Harry 100%. Uh, I I can tell you this, and I'm sure Harry will back this up 100% also. When I was diagnosed, it was, uh, well, it was just like earth-shattering. You know, it was the end of the world for Phil's Jew, myself, and the family. And it took, it only took me about three days for things to settle in. And I knew what I was going to do. I was going to spread awareness and bring support, and I was going to fight this thing as long as I could. I wasn't going to curl up on the couch and watch Oprah Winfrey, like Harry said, and I've done that every day since, but but it is it is it is a hard thing to uh, to get to that point. Uh, some people it takes uh, more than a few days or weeks or months, and, and some people they they never do accept it, and and that's a terrible terrible thing, because this disease is going to progress whether you accept it or not. And by accepting it, I don't mean that you're giving up. It's just that 
you understand this disease and what it's going to do because you're losing precious time when you deny this disease and, and you just don't accept it. And it's very important to uh, understand that, but it, it doesn't mean that you're giving up. It just means that you're going to have to learn how to deal with it as a caregiver and a patient. Um, it, it's, it's a rough road to hoe, but it, it can be done. Harry and I are perfect examples. We have dozens of them on memory people that they have their rough days just like we do, but um, you, you just got to learn to deal with it. Yeah. Michael had noted in here, he said, I, I've learned um, basically to, to live in his mom's world now, and what a relief that is. You know, for him, um, you know, he's, he's come to that place where, you know, he can have joy. And, you know, you're not, you know, you're not judging. And it's it's just a, there's no pressures. You know, it's very, um, it, you can't even put it into words. I know when I got there, it was just like such a relief and it was such a pleasure. And the the stress was gone and and I felt in many ways, like I got my mom back, and really she had never left. It was me that I found. Um, she was always there. I just chose not to see her in the way um, that was that was the core of our relationship because I was trying to control it. And when I was able to, to let it go, let my judgment go, and just appreciate who she is, it was just such a gift. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I look at the disease in a in a really powerful light because I I feel like it gave me back to me, um, which might sound really goofy to some people, um, but my life is so much simpler and so much more fulfilling um, without the judgment and without the control, and my relationships are so much deeper um, that, that it's just. It's like a miracle, and not that I didn't have good relationships before, um, and I and I always thought my relationships were true and deep, but letting go has made such a huge difference and has made me, I I think stronger and more compassionate and way more fulfilled than I ever was prior. Um, Lori, yes. It's Michelle. <laughs> I thought oh, it was Michelle Michael, too. I'm I got to apologize. Oh, that's too funny. It's yeah, Michelle, I, I, not Michael. kind of hard to see that blue lettering, and I thought it said Michael, but it's Michelle, so uh, I, I offer my apologies for that also. Oh, me too. Thank you for correcting us, Michelle. You know, old eyes here. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> so... Well, thank you. You're, I can blame you're, it on my disease. I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just can't see. You know, I what do, what do I, what do I do? So, well, at least she's got a sense of humor. So that's good. She's laughing on here. <laughs> well, good. Well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up the show again. I, I can't um, express my my thanks enough to all the listeners and everyone who who called in and participated. For Dementia Awareness Day, I just think it's a spectacular thing, and I would love to continue to have more people call in um, on every show and tell us what you're doing and what's working or chatting in the box. Um, it's, it's powerful stuff. And if you can help spread the word of what we're doing here at Alzheimer's Speaks by 
liking the show or tweeting us or sharing on Facebook, we we greatly appreciate that because again, um, like Don said, you know, in the film industry, it you know you used to anywhere you turn, you ran into you know someone in the the film industry, and she had no idea how prevalent dementia really was and how far-reaching it is. And I know I see that all the time when I speak to groups that aren't necessarily in the industry. Everybody, um, usually when I go through a series of questions, I have them all stand to begin with, but uh, just about everybody in the whole room is sitting down because they've been touched personally by this disease. And those numbers are not going to go away. You know, a cure is not around the corner. And again, I don't say that to scare anybody. I say that to say, you know, we got to make some changes here. We've got to help people who are dealing with with this disease now. And some of the things we can do are so simple and so basic. Um, and people have to realize the power that that each individual has. That you know, looking somebody in the eye, giving them a little bit more time to um, you know find their response. Um, engaging with them, you know, don't run and hide, you know, keep keep people part of your life. Don't let the disease take take a loved one or a friend or a coworker from you. Uh, it, it's not that strong. We are all stronger as a community, um, and if we stick together, we can we can get through this, and we can do some amazing things. So again, thank you all for being with us. Our our future shows we've got coming up on the 17th. I'm going to have uh, Caitlin with us, and she's going to talk about memory maths. And then uh, Dr. Todd is going to be with us from uh, Bluestone Physicians, and he's going to be you know, talking about some very interesting things himself. And so um hope you can join us in our next show. And again, Thank you all so much for joining us, Harry and Rick. Again, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebastian, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.